Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I am Stormy. And I'm Adrian. And it's Christmas. Yes. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Yes, deck the halls. The balls are everywhere. Oh my God. We love the balls. <laughs> we do. Deck the halls and not your family. Follow, la, la, la. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, the snow is falling, and we are so excited to get into the month of December. And what better way to celebrate December than to obviously do some wintertime horror? So this month is going to be fun. You know, she's going to be um, white, unfortunately, due to all the snow. (laughs) Right? Problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm really excited. You know, the category is snow this month, everybody. The category is snow. And not cocaine. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, cocaine bear. um, Maybe in the future we can cover that. Oh, my God. Imagine. It's all Stephen King. Maybe in the future. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, Cocaine Bear is definitely his nickname. Cocaine Bear? Steven, Steven Cocaine, Cocaine Bear Daddy. King. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so excited for this month. You know, I love this type of um, subgenre in horror. Yeah, I mean, some hot blood on some bright white snow. I'm it's always fun. It. Always fun. Um, and you know, and we're going to kick things off with something that... Um, may or may not have been a bop or a flop. You know, we'll have to talk about <laughs> it. Um, but we'll definitely this week we're get covering Frozen. <laughs> yeah, two thousand tens Frozen. But. Yeah, not Elsa and Anna and Olaf and Kristoff. Yeah, work. My daughter's rubbing off on you. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so. We'll get into it a little bit later, you guys. First off, we are in the last month of 2022. That is crazy. (laughs) This year just feels like I don't even know. What happened? I feel like that TikTok where it's Mickey Mouse goes, what happened? January. I'm like, what went down in January? What did I look like? I was probably at least 10 pounds lighter. (laughs) Um, Um, I'm trying to think. What the fuck happened in January? There's so much going on. You know what? We can definitely I mean, I was living in a different state. (laughs) You were. (gasps) Wow. Crazy times, right? Right. We can bookmark, though, the year through horror. Because I think 2022 has been a great year for horror. I mean, starting in January with Scream. (coughs) So it's been a crazy fucking year for this, you know, this genre that we love so fucking much. Yeah, the horror girlies were fed this year. We truly were. We got Scream. We got um, Texas Chainsaw in February. And that, you know, ruffled all the feathers on Twitter. So it's been wild. Your tweet went viral. Oh, my God. Yeah. It made it to Facebook. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Right. It's outside of coffee shops and all this nonsense. So Exactly. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw um, was a crazy time. It was a crazy point in the year for sure. And Scream 6 is just around the corner. As it should be. It's like a couple of days before your birthday. Right. Isn't that crazy? We'll probably be on a boat. Right. Even crazier. <laughs> I love this. I love the vibes that 2023 are bringing already, to be quite honest. Right. 2022 
I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it because we're going to do like a end of the year recap episode, um, some rankings for you guys. Um, so I'm sure we'll get into it. But 2022 feels like a very transitional year, like 2020 and 21 were both like obviously thick of the panty. Everybody's panicking. Most people are gaining weight, uh, <laughs> isolating, like just... I don't know, a shit show. I don't know if it was a shit show for everybody, but for sure a shit show for me. Um, And then, like, 2022, like, obviously we're still in the panty, unfortunately, but we're starting to crawl out of our burrows, <laughs> trying to socialize, trying to human again, figure out how the fuck... here and there. Yeah, how to interact with humans again yeah. on a day-to-day basis, which is terrifying, honestly. So it feels like... This year was um, trying to get used to the world. In 2023, hopefully, it will be a little bit more normal, a, a little bit closer to what we were used to pre-pandemic. But I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, we can only, um, you know, hope for the best moving forward, truly and honestly. We're trying. 2023, new me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Again, I'm loving the vibes that 2023 already kind of have. So we'll see. Here's hoping. And you know what? No matter what, we can always latch on to movies and horror. And, you know, keep pushing every single day to just see that next horror movie, to be quite honest. Right now, again, you know, I'm pushing every day to see Scream. <laughs> yeah, that's what got me through 2021. I was be like, I just have to hold on to the next Scream movie. <laughs> I just have to hold on to see Ghostface on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to do just that. Exactly. We got to see Ghostface on the big screen twice this year. Yeah, of course. With Scream 2, obviously with the anniversary this year. So it's just been a fun year. I hope I hope 2023, my only like solid resolution for 2023 is to go see more movies in theaters. Same. I definitely would love to get back out into the theater more frequently. I do like the streaming options still, so I can come home and just watch. Oh, yeah, it I again. love the accessibility. Because that was the thing with Halloween people. ends. Was when I went to the theater, I was like, I love this movie. Like I was, I just knew, I knew watching it for the first time. I was like, this is so, I love this movie. And the fact that I went home that night and immediately on Twitter is like, oh, it's already out on Peacock. I was like, what? So I immediately watched it again that same night. So it was just really yeah. nice, to be quite honest. So I, I want to see that trend keep up for sure. Yeah, we love the accessibility for people who aren't able to go to theaters, who don't want to interact with the public, who, whatever your fucking reasoning is, I love the inclusivity. So let's keep it up. Exactly. Should we jump into the movie? Let's do it. Frozen 2012? 2020 or uh excuse me 2010 <laughs> 2010 i was like 2020 but yeah but let's go ahead and get into this ridiculous movie Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Frozen 
And we are back. And this week we are discussing Frozen, originally released on February 5th, 2010. The film was made on an estimated budget of, uh, uh, couldn't find anything, but did have an opening weekend gross of $131,395 in the U.S. of A, before seeing a worldwide gross of $3.8 million. With a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes, the film was directed by Adam Green, who also directed the 2006 film Hatchet, as well as the sequel from 2010. And we have a very small cast for this film. Sean Ashmore is Joe Lynch. Emma Bell is Parker O'Neill. And Kevin Zeggers is Dan Walker. So three skiers stranded on a chairlift are forced to make life or death choices, which prove more perilous than staying put and freezing to death. So Frozen 2010. So have you ever seen this movie before? I have. Um, I, it has like a weird sense of like familiarity to it. Um, I knew most of everything that was going to go on. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't remember watching it. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not sure where, when, or how, but I have seen this movie before. Yeah, I don't know if it's just maybe because I'm I'm of the internet that I've maybe just seen clips online or stumbled across something on Twitter or back when I was like, you know, really into the forums, like the deep internet forums. Um, Back when I was in high school, I probably saw um, clips of this, you know, or discussions about this at least. Um, cause I feel like I've never sat down and like watched this movie, but like, just like you, like as I was watching it, like, again, it was all very familiar. Like I felt like I had seen this before. I obviously knew about spoiler alert. I knew like the wolf thing was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe again, maybe it's just one of those things where in my childhood, somebody in my family was watching it and I maybe was uh, I don't even know how old I was in 2010. Like maybe I came in and sat down for a bit and watched and then got up and left kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, coming back to it, I was excited because like I, I, I didn't remember really what I thought of it. Although I knew that there was things that I knew were you know going to happen. Um, right. And she did not live up to expectations, unfortunately for me. Um, I think it's fine. <laughs> it's not like top tier for me um but i enjoy it i enjoy the best friend the girl is absolutely fucking miserable but i mean i feel like that might just be like me as a person just not getting along well with other females <laughs> um because yeah, she annoys the fuck out of me everything she does i think this movie as a whole is very forgettable I just don't think there's much about this movie that's like. There's not a whole lot that's like a gag. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They definitely have, you know, some body horror moments in this movie. Oh, yeah. She's squishy. We'll give it that. Yeah. You know, we will definitely give it that. The moments that we get. Yeah. But overall, again, I just don't like, I don't know, you guys. It was not serving for me, unfortunately. But maybe it is because the three main people that were with the entire time are all kind of awful, truly and honestly. Um, so Parker is dating Dan, 
and Dan and Joe are like best friends or like they used to be really close maybe. And I think maybe since Parker's come into the picture, things are like, uh, you know, more intense apparently because Joe and Parker seem to have like beef with one another. So it's like a really tense triangle of people. So we're having to sit through like a very tense dynamic. So it's just not really enjoyable to like have to watch them interact with each other, you know? Yeah. The, um, the third wheel dynamic is, I mean, it's something that I've been in before and it is uncomfortable if you're not friends. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've all maybe been there before. Hopefully. I mean, mm-hmm. not hopefully, but like, I feel like that's a common I feel like it's thing. a shared experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, everybody's been stuck hanging out with a couple at one point. Yeah. But I, I enjoy the best friend more than I enjoy the couple. I think I just like Sean Ashmore. I think he's like really fun overall as a guy, you know, as a person. He's attractive. And he's so hot. Very attractive. So yeah. hot. I also think the Kevin Zeggers is hot too. The other guy. No. That's what I was about to say. I was like, he's not attractive to me at all. No, he is so cute. He, he gives me Zac Efron vibes. Right. He's cute. Gross. He was also in Dawn of the Dead 2004. Um, and I thought he was cute in that. So I think, I just think he's really cute as a whole. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> but he's awful in this movie. Like he's such a douche yeah, yeah, because yeah. the movie immediately starts again. We're at a ski resort. So these three people are here hanging out. These friends, these young, you know, early 20 year old people were only to assume, um, potentially college aged um people but anyway so these three are here they don't have tickets for the ski lift and again dan forces parker to go and essentially flirt and try to get the ski lift operator to let them go up without tickets um so he just seems kind of like douchey right from the start he like zips down her jacket and is like go do what you have to do and i was like excuse me so overall he's just like really slimy yeah. Um, but she does this. Just seems like a typical douche. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, he's like not enjoyable. But she does take one for the team, so she does go and do it. So she runs off and she talks to this man with some money, just in case, you know. Um, she's very the way that he unzips her jacket. Right. I'm telling you, he's just like, don't touch me like that. <laughs> Literally, her partner, and like, just. I don't know. You're subjecting your girlfriend to that and you're okay with it. Feels gross. Definitely like ask her before you like just sit down her jacket and like smile at her and be like, okay, get going. Show some skin for the fucking, what is this called? Ski lift. Ski lift guy. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, he's ridiculous and annoying, but you know, he will get his comeuppance in the end. I remember what I was trying to say. Like this whole premise doesn't make sense to me. Okay, what do you mean? Like, why couldn't... Do they just not have enough money for all three tickets? Yeah, again, maybe they're supposed to be, like, college kids. Like, broke college kids, maybe. For some reason, that just, like, didn't compute when I was watching. I was like, why are we fighting about this? Maybe it's the fact that, like, why the fuck do I have to pay to go on this lift? I think one of them forgot, like, a credit card, right? Or something, like, one of their parents' credit card or something. Maybe, but like, why you gotta pay for it in general? You know what I mean? Like, we're at the resort. Yeah, why am I paying for? I mean, I've never been to a ski resort though, so I, I haven't either. So maybe that's why. I don't. Maybe know that's how it why works. I don't understand. Yeah, so I don't know if you have to pay for the ski lift because, I mean, yes, you're paying for the resort, but you also have to pay probably to ski, pretty much. 
I feel silly, but I mean, again, I've never done it. Capitalism. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but it works, you know. She goes, she gives him one hundred dollars, and he's like, "Okay, you guys can, uh, you know, do your little ski thing." Um, and they go. Even her boyfriend, when she goes back, and he's like, "Where's my change?" She's like, "I didn't have any. I gave him the whole hundred. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. You didn't even try to get a cheaper price." But like, "Bitch, you're already asking me." To lie to this man. Right. Like, she also tells on my girlfriend. in an uncomfortable situation. Like, she's like, it's me and my two girlfriends. Right. And then she walks up with these two guys. Right. It just, the whole situation feels skeezy. Mm-hmm. And then they get on the ski lift and they start going up. And, you know, Parker and Dan are kind of like tense um kind of bickering a little bit and again you know joe's and having to sit there uncomfortably and i'm like i'm right there with you joe because i can't their dynamic is just so like i'm like can y'all chill out for a second right he's just trying to fucking vibe and like go skiing and they're just having their own debacle yeah I mean, and again, it's like the classic thruple situation, you know, the couple's bickering and you're just there trying to vibe, you know, hoping mm-hmm. that a hot stranger will like stare at you from the distance and you can go and like live your fantasy <laughs> and get out of the situation. Because, you know, the couple right. that's been together for a little bit is going to be all bickering 24-7. Yeah. Well, and I also feel for, I'm sorry, what's the friend's name again? Um, Joe. Joe. I also feel for Joe. Because literally all he's trying to do is, like, come up here and vibe and, like, do actual skiing. Like, I would also be a little frustrated if, like, this is something that me and my best friend do all the time. And, like, I'm all about bringing your partner and incorporating them into, like, your life with your friends. Right. But also, like, you have to think about how the friend's going to feel. Like, I didn't come up here to play on these little hills, is what he's trying to say. Yeah, because he's also, like, questioning, um, uh, like, Parker, obviously, you know, getting better mm-hmm. and, like, not slowing them down, essentially. Right. Um, like, yeah. there, there's probably a better time that he could have introduced Parker into the situation. Yeah, truly. Um, So it doesn't really affect his friendship with Joe. Yeah. But... I mean, it's awkward for everybody involved because also putting um, putting Dan in that situation where he wants to make his partner and his best friend happy. So just everybody across the board <laughs> is yeah. like in a difficult spot. It, it comes down for me to how long in advance Joe knew about this. Like, did Dan come to him at least, you know, a month, at least a month before and be like, hey, Parker is interested in coming with us at that point. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Joe could be like less tense because he's had some time mm-hmm. to like prepare. But if it was like a the week energy out is like, that would piss me off, you know? Yeah. The energy that I feel from this movie is that he, Dan just showed up with Parker. <laughs> yeah. That's what I get for sure. Cause it's very intense between them. Set up for a tense situation. Everybody's feeling awkward. We don't have money. So it's just like, it's a bad setup from the jump. Exactly. Um, I also will also try to find, um, you know, the gay in anything, the queer in anything. Um, So I also get vibes that, you know, Joe is maybe just super into Dan. Maybe there's like a queer (laughs) love story there. And maybe that's why Joe is just like so 
tense. Yeah, there's that one point like where they're talking about skiing, and I think Joe, um, like he doesn't snowboard; he skis. He actually skis, and Dan is like kind of picking on him for that. So I don't, I don't know if it's like to me, I was like maybe he's picking on him because like he's trying to say that's girly and mm-hmm. too femme, and he's like you know. Butch it up a little bit for the girls. Catch, a, catch up with the big boys, baby. Yeah. So I get that, you know, gay tension throughout the entire movie as well. At least while they're both Are we projecting? <laughs> exactly. Of course, yes. I'm making sure that this movie fits into a narrative that I'm actually interested in so I can get through it. Fair, so in fair. my head, that's what's happening. I mean, it's not the only movie that we've done it to, so exactly. that's fine. <laughs> that's how i'm going to interpret it that's how i'm going to take this piece of art in order for me to enjoy it um and get it any type of stars at the end you know it needs all the oh help my god any in there's me. no fucking way that you can give this zero stars it's just not it's just not like my cup of tea it just like it's not good but it's not it doesn't deserve zero stars no, I never said it was going to get zero. <laughs> you said to give it any stars, which is implying that it wouldn't have any. Well, any movie any starts at zero, story. you know. As soon as I hit play, any movie starts at zero. So okay. uh, just as I'm going along, I'm picking up on these things that could give it potential stars. Okay. So that's just one of the Fair. things that I picked up while watching it because there's also a lot going on that makes me uh, that makes me like not like what I'm watching and makes me not want to give it stars. So when I see okay. something that I like, I'm like, okay, well. That's at least one star already. Okay. You know? Um, Work. But so they get to the top, they do the little skiing thing, and, you know, they're flopping around. And we do get an unfortunate situation between um, uh, Joe and another person. He runs into this girl named Shannon. And then Shannon's boyfriend gets what like. What an awful name. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just very, kidding. Yeah, very, it's not my favorite name. And so the girl's boyfriend, like, gets kind of really heated and jealous when he notices that they're talking to one another. And she's like, oh, well, I don't know if it's in this conversation or a conversation later, but essentially it's her ex. And I guess they're here, like, hanging out or whatever. But Joe's mm-hmm. like, cool, that gives me the chance to maybe hook up with this girl. And in the queer version of this movie that's going on in my head, it's just like he's just trying to look for a cool girl to hang out with, just to be friends with and get away from the couple still. But in the straight version, that I'm sure is what it's meant to be taken as literal or canon, I think, as people say, um, is that he's just trying to hook up with this girl. Trying to get some poon. Yeah. So that development happens. It's very, you know, limited in what we see as a story. Um, but that's He does there. get her number. <laughs> and he's trying to memorize it whenever they're going up the mountain for the last time. Yes, exactly. Also, um, Shannon is played by the director, Adam Green's, uh, former wife she's now his ex-wife but they were married at the time and she was his um or she was just um put in the movie in this small little role nice i mean never mind i was gonna make a rob zombie joke it's fine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the night starts to dwindle down and at this point they're just like okay you know it's the last night they go to the same guy who let them on in the first place and he they're like hey like it's the last night or it's the last go around, like, let us go, please. You know, we didn't get to do too much or whatever. They're just gaslighting this poor guy into letting them go up the mountain pretty much. And he does. You know, he's like, okay, whatever. Um, but the guy, he's in – another worker comes up to him, and he's like, hey, you know, this guy 
Um, it's like change the the boss, obviously. He's like making the schedule, I think, and fucking it up and <laughs> making him work days that he didn't want to work. So he's like, hey, there's three people up there. I'm going to go talk to the boss. Just make sure that they come down. So that guy, the other worker is like, okay, cool. Unfortunately for our three main characters, three other people, of course, come zooming down the mountain on like right afterwards. And so he's like, okay, cool. And he just shuts off the machine. Right. I... Well, and there's also, like, a storm coming in, right? Because the staff is, like, trying to hurry and shut everything down. Yeah, there's a storm um, coming. So, like, there's so much going wrong in this instance. Of. Now, this premise is very, very scary. Like, this was a nightmare situation for anybody, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, the premise I is strong. Im- yeah. For one, I can't imagine going on a ski lift. Uh, <laughs> and to begin with... At all. Zero percent. Um, like, there's a difference between, like, this and, like, a tram. Mm-hmm. And, like, even trams are, like, sketchy to me. So I can't imagine this literal park bench on a stick and some fucking string. That's essentially what we're on right now. Yeah, but the most flimsy, like, safety bar in the world in front of me. So it's, right. just, it's, not, it's not giving me much, like, safety. Right. So it would be very scary. I would hope to try to attempt to ski one day. I just know I'm not really balanced, at least not right now. Hopefully I can get back into, you know, the groove of things and be more balanced. Um, But I would love to try to ski one day. But sitting on something like this would definitely be my biggest fear to overcome, I think. Uh, So being stuck up here. Yeah, because you have to be up so high. Right. They're stuck 50 feet in the air, at least. So it's just like... Um, no, thank you. And when they first stop, like at first they're like, oh, you know, it's probably just an old machine. Also, this resort really is very old. Like it just looks so run down and Mm -hmm. it looks scary from the jump. You know, I was like, this just doesn't look very trustworthy to me. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know if all ski lifts look like this, but this shit looks rickety. It looks like a very, very, very old ski lift. 100%. Right. Uh, and the movie was filmed, actually, at the Snow Basin Ski Resort in Ogden, Utah. But the story itself actually takes place in Vermont at a fictional mountain called Mount Holliston. But the movie is filmed in Utah. So okay. that works. A very not old that far from us. ski resort from Utah. Yeah, not that far. Maybe we should go up to the filming location. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine. Let's go to Ogden. Um, but yeah, it's not too far from us. It's Utah. So it's really cute. Yeah. I love that. A cute rundown. Yeah, we could <laughs> make thing. a quick little trip down there one day, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, they get stuck here, and obviously it's very frightening. And the lights stay on for a little bit, so they start to kind of have, like, you know, conversations, obviously. Uh, Joe brings up the topic of, like, what do you think's the worst way to die? <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah. I'm like, honestly, I relate to that. My dark humor would also probably kick in at this moment. Yeah. We've had this conversation multiple times. Yeah, we've had and this like conversation not even, so much. Not even on the podcast. Yeah, just in like, real life. Just in real life. <laughs> we, we ask this of each other all the time. We've had the conversation at least with each other ten times, maybe. Probably. Not yeah. more. Yeah. Well, and then one of their fears is like a great white shark. <laughs> and then Joe's like, yeah, that's why I only swim in pools. And I was like, that's a fucking mood. Yeah, honestly. Because growing up in New Mexico... Like, we have, like, maybe a handful of lakes. Right. And, and even, even then, I was when I was, 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, I just know, of course, growing up watching fucking sci-fi movies and horror <laughs> movies, I was like, I know somewhere, somehow, some asshole has released a shark to see how it would do exactly, in this fucking yeah. lake. Yes, for scientific purposes. <laughs> right. For scientific reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, that was always my biggest fear, too. Uh and I didn't see a beach until like my late teens, early twenties. So I was so really? afraid the first time I ever went to a beach. It was amazing. Oh obviously, God. it was so gorgeous. But yeah, mm-hmm. the fear that I've always had of sharks being in the lakes were, you know, that fear was obviously present when I was in the ocean for the first time. Um, yeah. But it's so gorgeous. I love going to the beach, honestly. Um, I can't remember. I think the first beach that I went to is like down in the Gulf in Texas. Oh, cute. Um, I was probably like a tea early teens, and there was a shark in the water. We had to get out. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that that's definitely fine. didn't help. Uh, I mean, I was also just like, I was probably like ankle deep, and then I just saw like people swimming back, and I was like, oh, what's happening? And they're like, oh, the lifeguard said there's a shark, and I was like, lit. I've only dipped a toe in. How so. old were you? <laughs> probably like early teens, like. 13 to 15. Oh, okay. That's um, scary. Yeah. Very I'm scary. sure it was, I'm sure it was very far away from the shore. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, quite honestly a very scary way to die. So like once it stops, once the lights go off, they really start to freak out. That's when they start screaming. My first thing is like, I, as soon as it would have stopped, I would have started screaming. Yeah, they have a whole last conversation about like dying first and yeah. uh, you need to move because you're crushing my cigarettes. And then eventually Parker starts fucking being the most whiny bitch. And I understand. I do. It's a very awful situation, but she's just so goddamn annoying. I just don't think her character is like interesting. And I don't think like... She does okay, you know. She does just fine. But, like, the acting isn't, like, serving. Like, I think she does a fine job at what she's given. But even for something like this, like, honestly, I would probably have been more entertained if it was more campy. You know, she was a little bit more over the top, a little bit more crazy. You know, after seeing Joan Collins and Tales from the Crypt, I'm like, I kind of just want to see that. Like, just be crazy. Throw your body around. If you're going to be, like, loud, then be loud, you know. Like, just take mm-hmm. it over the top. Because she's just, like, so... She's so subdued in her performance. And I'm just, like... It's just so, like, boring. They're all kind of boring. You know? They're all just, like, very mm-hmm. chill. And I'm like... And this is not, like, a chill situation. Yeah. And her first instinct is to start yelling at her boyfriend. Like, I'm not the one controlling the fucking lift, Parker. Like, what the <laughs> fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> um, uh, You know, I will always take... um the side of a woman so i mm, hate not him. me <laughs> but he just seems like an asshole so honestly, oh yeah he he definitely is but but also just, i why don't would you blame him yeah in this situation too we have to be on each other's side you know we can't blame each other for what's happening um but she does do that uh, to be fair also she does scream at the very very beginning anyways when everything stops obviously dan is like kind of a douche and is like can you stop like being you so shut crazy the fuck up? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're acting crazy and then so she like shuts up and like then they start talking obviously and then when the lights turn off they all start screaming 
And then Dan is the one that still is like, y'all, like, calm down. I'm like, no, why, why are you telling us to calm down? I don't want to die yeah. up here. So I'm going to scream as loud as I fucking can until hopefully somebody shows up. Because they're just turning off. There hopefully is, like, at least one or two people down there. At least. Right. Walking around, you know? So I'm going to fucking well, scream Dan. Mm-hmm. And after she's done screaming at him, she holds on to him and starts crying. <laughs> she's definitely and emotional. she's like, I'm... <laughs> they're closed for the weekend they're not gonna be open or they're closing and they're not gonna be open until next week we're gonna be stuck here all week and i was like but you're gonna die up here <laughs> yeah you're not gonna You've live got long 24 hours tops bitch like what do you mean <laughs> she definitely has a lot i would have already accepted it yeah yeah, yeah as yeah. soon as the lights went off it'd be like oh i'm gonna die yeah, I'm and like I realize that I'm drastic, but like as soon as the lights went off, that would be my instant thought. I'd be like, "Well, yeah, because what? Really who wants do to you try do? and fuck on this chair? Because oh my god, we're gonna die. Can we make a threesome work up here, or what's the tea? <laughs> you know, you hold, <laughs> you can hold the balance bar up, <laughs> hand jobs, and you know, finger blasting for oh everybody god. at least. Oh my god, at least we can keep each other warm. Imagine your hands freeze while you're jacking them off. <laughs> Imagine like they awful. as he's fucking busted and it, it like fountains <gasps> out of his dick and but freezes? like freezes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's so hot to me. Oh my god, stop. A little cumsicle. An icicle? Ew. Mm, a little cumsicle. <laughs> wow. I love that idea. We're never gonna get You know what he plays? Uh, he plays <laughs> he plays Iceman, obviously, and X-Men also. So cumsicles has always been something I fantasized with him anyways. Fair. Yeah, Sean Ashmore is so hot. Yeah. Also, okay, wait. And then whenever, go ahead. When they first get stuck, um, also uh, Joe, obviously he asks them two questions that I wanted to bring to the podcast and have us answer. Also, so one of the first okay. things that he asks is, um, what are your top three breakfast cereals of all time? So I wanted to know what your top three breakfast cereals of all time <laughs> were of all time. Okay. Um. Let's see. I gotta think. Okay, so there was this one, and I don't know if they sell it anymore, but Walmart had a brand, and it came in the. It was the one of the ones that came in a bag, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was called Muffin Tops, Blueberry Muffin Tops, and they were so fucking good. Okay, I've never had them. Yeah, I don't know if they. I'm about to Google it right now, see if they fucking have it. But they're so good. Okay, little just the best part of the best part of a muffin. Okay, yummy. So, muffin tops. Mm. Honestly, I'm basic rice krispies with a little tiny bit of sugar sprinkled on top. Okay. It's good. And then and you grandma. like wait till they get s- <laughs> stopped. <laughs> um, I enjoy the tunes and then when they're soggy, I love when they're soggy. Ugh. No, I fucking I love, love rice, soggy krispies. rice krispies. I love rice krispies, yeah. bitch. So I feel that fantasy. I don't like them crunchy. They have to be wet. Oh, you're making me horny. I love rice krispies. <laughs> I really do. Cocoa krispies. I'm glad also we're not recording so in the same room today. Ew. I don't like chocolate. You're so. crazy. Okay, let's move I on. Know. What's your number three? Also, uh, Lucky Charms. Oh, okay, classic. I love yeah. the Lucky And then Charms. I feel like my I feel like my honorable mention is probably Cookie Crisp. Yeah, Cookie Crisp is definitely going to be an honorable mention for me as well. Cookie Crisp. Because it's really you good. You remember that commercial? Yeah, of course. Iconic. But yeah, Cookie Crisp is definitely an, un- an honorable mention. Top three is really mm-hmm. hard for me because cereal is so yummy. Do you fuck with cereal? 
Not anymore. Not at no. all anymore. No. Unfortunately, I'll have like honey bunches of oats every now and then with some almond milk. Ooh, those are good. So though. good. I mean, I would put them in my top three, but like that would be unfair because it's like the only cereal I've eaten for like the last two, three years, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been. Since I've, Austin came into your life? <laughs> no, since I just stopped. Well, I, especially when I was like more pescatarian. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I, I forgot just you stopped didn't eat, doing dairy. I didn't eat like, yeah, a lot of dairy, a lot of cereal. So, and if I did, it was like the healthier options, like fiber cereals or Cheerios and shit. So once the pandemic hit and I started like just eating again, <laughs> hello. And it was more honey bunches of the oats. Because so, I thought I was still kind of being healthy. So that's kind of just what I've stuck to. Every now and then we'll have like, um, you know, like something different. But I want to pick like what I thought Ooh, was good. You know what also good is? What also is good is Special K with the strawberries. I love Special K, yeah. Mm, they're good. I also, I have a good um, excuse to have like shitty cereal in the house because I have a kid. True, honestly. So. Tea. I'll give myself that soup dope. The tea. The what tea. are yours, girl? I'll stop cutting you off. So my top three, I definitely want to have honeycombs in there. I love honeycombs so much. Oh, I forgot about honeycombs. They are so yummy. Um, yeah. So I definitely want them in there for sure. Um, the other ones are so hard, I feel like. Um, that was <laughs> I like, was so quick with mine. Oh, and obviously, you. Crunch Berries has to be in there for sure. <gasps> Captain Crunch. I forgot about Captain Crunch. So fucking good, like iconic to me. Um, Honestly, trade that out for Rice Krispies. Uh, well, the last one's hard because I'm kind of tempted to put Rice Krispies. Um, I used to love Lucky Charms so much as a kid, so I'm like tempted to put mm-hmm. that there. Uh, but I think the last Lucky one Charms when you're high are so good. Ooh, you're right. But I think my last one probably has to be like Cocoa Puffs for sure. I love chocolate cereal. Okay. Mm, work. And the other uh, question was three celebrities that you would want to do, have sex with. To do? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Right now in this moment, who would it be? I know it changes every day. It does for right, me. Right, right, right. So. I would have, s- oh my God. Ah! Um. Do you have, do you know yours? Because I really have to think about this. Um, I would want to fuck right here, right now in this moment. Um, yeah, let me, let me just uh, pull up some names real fast. So in this moment right now, probably, um, Brandon, uh, Paria, who of course was just recently in Nova's Angel so hot he's so fucking you have hot. to give me a who uh angel the one from nope okay work yeah hot really hot so yeah I would. oh he's him. the tech guy yeah tech guy um okay. also of course recently the internet just with the white boys of the month um have really gotten me hot and bothered with ross lynch so probably ross lynch okay and there i don't know who the other one would be in this moment um, gotta, you gotta pick three. Uh, probably Bruce Campbell in any age range, at any point in his life. I love I'm Bruce awful Campbell. With names, Ash from The Evil Dead. Okay, yes. Okay, fair. So fair, hot. Fair, fair, fair. I love him. Okay, I still have no idea. Hold on. Um, there were so many to choose from, to be honest. So there really is. Uh, I'm scared. I know I'm putting so much into it. Right. Life or death for you. 
It really is. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna go with Cole Sprouse. Uh, always hot. Jughead, always, of course. But specifically as Jughead. Okay, work. Like I need that aesthetic, the dark <laughs> hair. He has to wear the hat. Okay. Like <laughs> I need to fuck Jughead, not specifically Cole Sprouse. Okay. <laughs> um, David Harbour. <gasps> Ooh, Danny. Uh, Danny. Oh, David. Right, 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 right. Oh, I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Michelle Rodriguez. <gasps> mm, iconic. Letty. Yes. Oh my God, so hot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not family. And honestly, if she can bring Vin with Ooh. her, work. Okay, loophole. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so anyways, they're stuck here on this fucking <laughs> ski lift. And obviously they're freezing cold. Um, they are just stuck up here. Joe does at one point piss um, off the side, which is hilarious to me. Um, right. And also, it's like, yeah, whip your dick out right fucking now. Keep me warm mm-hmm. and fucking smack me in the face with it. Thank God. Right. Be like, while you have it out. Right. Put those balls on my face and let's just keep each other warm. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that fantasy. Like, if we're going to go out, then let's go out high. Fair enough. Right. Let's have some right. fun 50 feet in the air before shit hits the fan. Parker also has to pee, but she doesn't piss herself till way later in the game. <laughs> yeah, she holds it in until much later. Um, and right after the pissing situation, the storm comes in. So imagine literally spitting though, ice crystals at you. Yeah, yeah, that would be. And obviously, she like, it's so painful. It hurts. And I'm like, I, I can only imagine how painful it would be. Yeah, just being stabbed with fucking icicles. It's an awful, very awful situation to be in. And also, like, even with this movie, everything was shot, like, practically. So there's, like, no mm-hmm. soundstage, no green screen, no CGI. Like, they're throwing real shit at these people. So, mm-hmm. like, they're doing everything practically. They're sitting 50 feet up in the air. Like, it's fucking scary. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, they were really going and giving their all. Um, right. So they definitely went through it, for sure. I can give them their props there, for sure. Because especially with this like snowstorm scene, because it just looks miserable in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. I would, I would rather die in a fire than <gasps> be in this situation. Than being stuck in like mm-hmm. this exact situation, um, like freezing at all. Like, I, you know, I hate being cold. I am miserable when I'm cold. It hurts. It burns like down to my very soul. I hate being cold. Um. I would rather just be the most hot 24 fucking seven, which makes sense because I live in Vegas now. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, no, I would not be in this situation because I would not. <laughs> For one, I'm not going on a ski lift past the dark. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Especially now. But yeah, I would, I would rather burn in a fire. You? I, I don't know. Would I rather be eaten by a shark? Like they were saying in the beginning of this thing or whatever, have this situation happen. See, but getting eaten by a shark though would also involve me drowning. I mean, I suppose. and that's one of my other biggest fears is drowning. True, true. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to kind of choose because, like, it's easier to say like it would be easier or more maybe more quick and efficient just to be burned, um, yeah, than to have to sit for hours freezing slowly to death. Um, Because that definitely sounds very miserable. And as we see here, obviously, with, like, the body horror aspects as well, like, it becomes just very, um, you know, dangerous for them to even be sitting up there. Um, Right. In general, would you rather be hot or cold? 
I feel like I'm much more comfortable when I'm warm. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I guess if I had to choose, yeah, I'm like I suppose fire, but I don't want to think about it either way. <laughs> Fair. But while the storm's happening, girl, the craziest thing in the world, like, it pissed me off to no end. Like, I was fuming. I was at this point, I was like, I hate these people so much. I was like, do y'all not want to fucking live? Like, what's happening right now? Because while they're up here and the storm's happening, and yeah, I get it. It's snowing. It's so hard. I completely understand. But they see a man coming, and like, of course, you know, one of those big snow machines um, coming literally right towards them because, of course, he is. The movie calls for it. He's heading straight in their direction. And so they see him, and they're like, they're just screaming and screaming and screaming. And I'm like, okay, come on, guys. Let's just think a little bit here. There's like a huge storm happening. Who knows what he hears? He probably hears that loud-ass engine over anything going on outside. Yeah. All he hears is... Because, so, like, I mean, at least with the movie showing us, y'all can hear that sound, too. So screaming is not going to do anything for you. So they should have been throwing stuff in the path of this thing as soon as they possibly could. But they started to wait until he's like literally right underneath him or uh, right underneath them. And then they're like, let's start throwing things. I'm like, no, y'all should have been doing that a long time ago. Because by the time right. they do that, he's like looking every other which way. And like he passes. He's like backing back. up to leave. Yeah. And then he starts to leave. And then they're still, it's just like, you guys waited too long. Yeah. And then he leaves. He's gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is annoying. Like I would have been throwing Everything. Everything. I would have jumped out. Yeah. If there was any moment I was going to jump out, it would have been then. <laughs> you know? You just land on the plow. Right. He would at least hopefully see me. And if not, at least I would have to be eaten alive by wolves later on. I would rather just be squished really fast by this machine. Or, like, hopefully you hit it just right. And, like, yeah, maybe you break a few bones, but, like. You hit the machine itself? The actual Yeah, vehicle? and he, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just, like, ride it back to camp. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like if you were hit this machine in any capacity, you would die faster than you would hitting the ground. The snow has to offer some <laughs> type of cushion. No way. Fucking snow when it's packed is hard. It can be. And I guess, too, when they're throwing stuff, they do. I mean, the camera deliberately shows like um, one of the skis like landing in the snow and like not true, going very true. deep. So I think they were trying to show us also like if somebody one, if one of them does attempt to jump out, it's not going to be a smooth landing. Right. But yeah, so they missed their one chance of getting out of here. So it's very unfortunate. It's very frustrating um, as a movie watcher to see this scene because I'm like, come on, you guys. Um, But again, you know, I'm not in the situation, so I can't judge them. But as a viewer, I'm going to, and it pisses me off. (laughs) Um, But after that, it pretty much comes down to just at this point, Dan being like, well, you know what? I have no other choice but to just, just jump out then. So that's obviously Parker's an awful like, idea. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. <laughs> yeah, Parker immediately is against the idea. She's like so upset with him. And he, again, he just, it's his only option pretty much. Uh, they do kind of toy up the idea, obviously, of trying to maneuver between the cars to try to get to like the ladder also. Um, I believe that Joe does try that a little bit later. Um, but Dan does take the initiative to didn't just like, just to, say that he's going to try to jump out i would never in my life i think ever try to do this no i would freeze to death on this chair if i'm I, not trying to jump and i'm not trying to climb like i oh it just happened on my tv um sorry oh my legs <laughs> it hurts um it's very one of those movies where you can feel their pain 
in your bones. Yeah. Um, but no, I would be frozen to this fucking chair. If anything, I'm not I going anywhere. Would try to be like, well, if I'm going to attempt to do this, then you guys are also going to maybe kind of be put at danger. Because what I would want to do would be to try to get as close to the floor as I could. So maybe one of us could like maneuver our body, maybe like put our feet underneath like the the rear, the backing of the bench and like hook our feet mm -hmm. and like lean over and like have like your hands a, out. Like a ladder, like a monkey ladder. Exactly. And then what are those called? Monkey in a barrel? Something like that. And then, like, one person then gets down and holds on tight and is holding down. Mm -hmm. And if y'all can support each other, if we're all, like, super strong, hopefully, you know, maybe yeah. we're all super fit if this ever happens to me. <laughs> um, and we hold each other. And then maybe I can, like, climb down, get to the bottom, and then catch the other person. And then on my shoulders, like, if we were, like, some crazy acrobats, I feel like we could get out of the situation pretty easily. We're cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like we would be right. able to nail this challenge. But for them, mm -hmm. they're like, no, our only option is Dan just throwing himself legs first to the ground. And unfortunately, it right. causes him to break both of his legs. And it's very gruesome. It's very brutal. He doesn't try to, like, bend his legs or anything he just like goes for it um and like his leg bones like pop out the top of his legs yeah. and it hurts a lot They're very brutal it hurts me a lot to see it um yeah the body horror in this thing is um it's a one you know it's vicious yeah. it's brutal it is very squishy the few times that we get any squish they make up for it for sure but if we were in this situation like i would be the one in the chair like on the monkey ladder like i would be the one staying in the seat right because i feel like yeah i feel like i'm the heaviest you know what i mean so like it would make sense for me but me to be the anchor but hopefully like if i got y'all to the ground like y'all could just go, go get, get help, help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'll just stay in the chair right now that's also a very good idea to be quite honest but yeah, again, I would hope we were all with like acrobats or something and we'd be able to get off of this thing pretty easily. <laughs> we just do a backflip off the back <laughs> and it's fine. But it does suck, obviously, for Joe and for Parker, for well, for Joe to see his best friend and for Parker to see her boyfriend, you know, down there with both of his legs broken, trying to save them, trying to get some help for them. You know, he's an asshole, but he did at least try. Um, and so they're both just up there freaking out. Parker, of course, is bawling her eyes out. Um Joe throws, I forget what he throws at him, but he throws something to try to help him, like, compress around his legs and his, like, his wounds, obviously. I think it's his, like, scarf, right? Something like that. It's really, really gnarly, though. It is a really, really gory scene. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, I mean, obviously, yes, as far as, like, um, first aid goes, like, obviously, you need to apply pressure, try to cut off the blood supply. <laughs> Right. To stop the bleeding. But, like, if both of your legs are broken to the point where bones are poking out, like, I don't think a scarf's going to cut it, girl. Yeah, but, you know, it's the most that they can do in their uh, given situation. And, unfortunately, we start to hear wolves. You know, we start to hear the howls and the rustles. And, um, you know, Parker starts to cry. Dan starts to freak out. Joe's like, hey, chill out. When was the last time you ever heard of, like, a wolf attack in this area? Like... You're going to be just fine. But then we do start to see wolves start to like pop in and out of the trees. Uh, they start throwing stuff again. You know, Joe throws his skis. Trying to get the wolves trying away. Trying to scare them away. Yeah. I would fucking be crying my eyes out if I was Oh, dead. yeah. I was about to ask you. I was like, what would you do? I would cry. Like, I, I, because obviously I can't move. 
Right. So like, Same. I'm just here as as bait. I'm waiting for these animals to come and eat me alive. No matter who I was in that situation, I would be bawling my eyes out. Right. Because either I'm watching, watching my friend, watching my partner, or I'm the one being eaten. Right. So either way, it's fucking drama. Yeah. And this is the most memorable part of this movie, for sure. This is like the one like standout moment, for sure, in this movie. Because it is, again, mm-hmm. a scary situation all the way around. Um, Joe, at this point, does attempt to try to move to the other cart, um, the other, you know, bench in the air. Uh, because, you know, obviously he's worried for Dan. He doesn't want him to get murdered by these wolves. Uh, but obviously it's fucking freezing cold. It's so icy. He's slipping. He's sliding. He can't do it. And there's nothing and that the, like, able to do. The rope thing. What I don't know what that's called. Um, but, like, it's, like, super sharp, uh-huh. I guess. It's, like, cutting into his And it's, like, gloves. cutting his gloves, which is cutting his hands. And I'm just, like, <sighs> everything is worst case scenario in this movie. Yeah, it's really gross. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and after that, I mean, <laughs> lo and behold, the wolves come out, girl. Um, they do what they can. Again, it doesn't work for Joe. And as soon as he sits back down, that's when the wolves come out to play, and we see them s- surround Dan, um, and they go to town. We don't see anything. We see a lot of reactions from Parker and Joe. Um, I'll give it to Sean Ashmore and Emma Bell here. They do great in their acting here. Um, because it's a very horrific situation. We hear a lot of squelching, a lot of biting, a lot of screaming, uh, a lot of gushy sounds. So it's really scary, the implied horror that's happening below. Right. Well, and Parker, (laughs) her lines, it's just me being a bitch picking at her. But she's like, I need to see. Let me see. And I'm like, why? Why do you want to see your boyfriend torn apart by wolves? Yeah, why would you want to see that? What will that do for you? I surely would not. And she's freaking out fighting fucking Joe to try and see Dan. And I'm like, honestly, how about you just chill? Because here in a minute, it's going to be over and we're gonna still going to have like until we die to stare at the carnage. So like chill. <laughs> so chill. You know what I mean? You're going to see him eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, shut the fuck up. But it is a very intense scene and I love it. Apparently they do have or they did film a version um, that was much more gory. That showed much more brutality with this Ooh, attack. I would love that. Um, but the director Adam Green did feel like it just was out of place. That much carnage, that much gore. So it just never made any cuts or final cuts of the film, at least. But that would have been kind of badass. It would have been intense for sure. Um, because already the implied horror of it of all uh, of it all is already scary for me. Um, so right. seeing more would have been frightening, but it would have been even probably more memorable, if anything. True. Um, I think we've said it. I'm sure we've said it many a time, but sometimes the scary part is, is not knowing what's going on or not being able to see what's going on. Right. Exactly. So that, I mean, there's that strength for sure in it as well. And again, mm-hmm. the great acting of Sean and Emma in that scene also. Right, because at least in this, that was the most that was the one time where she did feel a little bit, you know, over the top. So I was down for it. You have to give it your own acting. So I was living. Yeah, it's a very intense scene. After he does die, though, of course, um, while Parker and Joe are up here by themselves, you know, staring at the carnage below, um, they do kind of have a moment where Parker. This is where I am a little kind of like frustrated with her, because she like. 
kind of blames Joe a little bit here. Um, they kind of have like a little bit of a tussle with their words. They eventually come together in the end and are like, oh, I'm sorry, and give each other a hug. But, you know, the emotions are high, obviously, after seeing Dan eaten alive. Um, but pointing the blame at Joe a little bit was just it was a little underhanded. So I don't think she needed to do that. Right. Literally none of this is anybody's fault. <laughs> um, except for like the lift operator. <laughs> for forgetting them. If we're being honest. I'm um, like, yeah, I understand Joe was the one that wanted to go like one last round, but so is Dan. So leave Joe alone. Right. Exactly. And after this, they do talk a bit about um, Shannon again. You know, Joe's fantasizing of getting away, having kids with her, living a happy life with her. Um, it's cute. Again, you know, it's like a moment to try to feel them being human while they're stuck up here and make us like them. It doesn't work for me, personally. <laughs> Maybe, again, I just no. don't like the name Shannon. But the whole scenario, I'm just like, I don't care. Let's move on. But then it's morning. Yes, we come to some more body horror because when they do wake up again, you know, they're all very, very, very cold, of course. Um, they do kind of tease, I think, frostbite, right, for Parker throughout the her entire time up here. It seems to be developing yeah. faster on her than the guys. Um, Probably from her crying, <laughs> if we're being honest. Drag. Like being, well, being wet, you know what I mean? Like it's No, it makes sense, gonna, but it's a drag. I yeah. love it. <laughs> but she has the, the dark spot on her cheek. And while they were sleeping, her hand. Apparently, she's been gripping <laughs> the handrail. I mean, me. So she's for safety. frozen. So she's frozen to this handrail, and we get to watch her peel her skin off. Yeah, it's icky. Yeah. Yeah. But it's um, um, a my, good visual. Personally, it is, yeah. Personally, my hands would be in my pockets. Right, the entire time. Mm hmm. But. Also, where I don't know if her glove was one of the things that she threw at the at that one driver, maybe. But like, right. if not, where the fuck are your gloves, bitch? <laughs> exactly. Where are they? She's wearing one. Yeah, she was. I think she did throw I, one at the driver. I can't imagine. I can't cannot imagine how bad that hurts. Yeah, me either. Because like. I cry whenever, you know, those hangnails where you like, you can't leave it the fuck alone. And so you like peel it and it goes halfway up your fucking finger. Oof, yes. Awful. They hurt so bad. So much I whine about I whine about it for the longest fucking time. Yep. So I can't imagine quite literally ripping my fingerprints off. Yeah. The worst thing ever. Like paper cuts, you know, to the skin are just like small little incisions that really hurt. So my skin just being completely ripped apart from my hand would be the worst thing in the world. Honestly, right. like a, it would be awful. But again, I wouldn't be gripping the safety bar so aggressively either. So, And also, like, and I'm sure she's not thinking clearly, but like, maybe have Joe piss on your hand. Yeah, that was also my first thought too, was like, <laughs> piss on me. Or like s something. Right. Something to like not rip your skin off first. Like, she doesn't think of like any other solutions right. first. She just does it. And I'm like, girl. Yeah. My first thing would be, yeah, piss on me. I mean, whip that dick <laughs> out, please. And piss on me. Yeah. But, you know, just, ripping your skin off is probably the next best option. So. Yes. 
they have like a heart to heart moment. Again, they really kind of try to push like this dynamic and like they try to really humanize these people. I feel bad that I just like don't click with it. Um, but they do, they have like a lot of discussions with each other because they spend a lot of time talking about, um, you know, Joe and his upbringing and, you know, just kind of why he... They're becoming friends because it shows that they really know nothing about each other. Exactly. So it's probably to show us that and that how, uh, whatever the fuck his name is that's dead brought them together. Right. Uh, um, Joe starts screaming for help. I don't know why during the daytime it would be any different, but I mean, I guess whatever you can do. Desperate times, desperate measures. Yeah, truly. And she does piss herself at this point also. Let's not forget at this point in the morning. Um, right. And she cries right after she does it. So big mood there. Yeah. I would also cry if I pissed myself. Oh, yeah, for sure. On purpose. I have cried before pissing myself, so. Have you? Mm-hmm. I think the most recent time that I pissed myself, besides like a drunken escapade, <laughs> like when it just like uh-huh. naturally happened when I couldn't make it to the bathroom. I I want to say I was like maybe like 15, 14, 15. Oh, that's awful. Awful. I was in like the hospital. I don't know why exactly I was in the hospital, but I remember I was like running down the stairs to try to make it to the bathroom. Like I remember I just started peeing like right as soon as I got to the door. Oh no! It was awful. I had a jacket with me though, so I just covered the wet area and just like mm-hmm. sat down and texted my mom. I think, and I was like, "We gotta go, girl," and we left. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm a cliche. I'm a mom, so like, anytime I fucking laugh and sneeze, I pee a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like the last time, I probably like actually pissed myself. I feel like I had something medical going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that sounds fair. <laughs> yeah. A good reason to like, be pissing yourself. I mean, maybe TMI, but like if you ever had if you've ever had a UTI, like you can't hold it. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time like I woke up like as I was peeing. Oh I was wow. like, I don't know what to I was like, I don't know what to do. Like there's liquid coming from my body and I can't control it. The worst experience yeah. ever. But that's literally what she does. Yeah. She just looks down at the puddle and she's like <laughs> Yeah, it's watching herself piss, and I'm like, "What's happening?" Poor thing. And then Joe again in this heart to heart talks about like how he had a soulmate, and there was this whole like falling out and drama between you know um, everybody in his life at that time, and like how he really misses this girl, and it's really endearing to Parker for some reason. And she's like, "You should call her." And he's like, "You're right." I'm like, "Okay." So again, like I mean, like Stormy says, they're developing a friendship and being friends, but I'm like. I'm just ready to watch y'all die. Like, I don't care about this developing friendship. You guys are both still, like, so awful to each other. So, let's just move on. And they do. Joe finally does attempt to, again, maneuver to the other cart. And he does actually make it, which is crazy. Cutting his hands up the entire time. So, I'm just like, that is too much for me. I which I can't do imagine. That. I would not do that. Like, Parker, you do it, girl. I'm not. Right. And I also know that like, if there's a really thin wire, I would try to try to swing my legs up maybe so all the pressure isn't on my hands. I don't know. What if you... I mean, I feel like you probably have to be like super fit. But like, it would be awesome if he could like throw his legs up on there and like wrap around and like crawl that way. Um, and at this point, whenever he's um, monkeying across the uh, wire... Um, the cart does start to, like, the bolts start to loosen on their little seat thing. 
My thing is, is like, okay, well, until we saw the wolves, because <laughs> there's another wolf that wa- that runs by whenever. Yeah, we're um, so reminded that they're out there. Yeah, but also like, I might have to take my chances. You know what I mean? And jump. Like I might. No, 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 no. I like rock back and forth and like make this cart fall <gasps> and crash with it. Yeah, you'd hope it would not? break your fall enough. I mean, put your legs up so like, th- you know what I'm saying? Like kick your legs up like it's a bed i don't know and like make it fall i'm sure i would still get hurt i feel like it would just erupt into a million pieces and my body would just hit the ground just as hard <laughs> maybe i have i i'm wishful thinking i probably would just be down but i would hope pieces. that it would like break the fall yeah maybe i can just slide right off or something yeah uh, that's what i personally would try to do but I would again try to swing my legs up because what he's doing also, unfortunately, and I get it because I also don't have any upper body strength, but he's just like mm-hmm. shimmying. So he's shimmying and like pretty much sawing through his gloves as he maneuvers across this frozen wire um, instead of like monkey barring it and like holding on and swinging, grabbing, swinging, grabbing. Yeah. He's like sawing through his hands, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. We do get like a pretty good shot of his hands in the gloves. It's which gross. Is gonna gross. So gross. Um, but I don't know. Just these wolves still being a threat is a lot. That would be already. I would just give up. That's the only thing that like. So if the wolves weren't a threat, then I would for sure do the cart thing and make it fall. Yeah. But like the fact that the th- wolves are still there. I don't know. Yeah, even if we get down in the daytime, even the wolves are here. Right. How many wolves can we fight off? It's too much. And they travel in packs, too. So, like, who knows how many there are? We get the shot of them running, like that overhead shot, and there's like so many of them. And then, so Joe tries to have Parker, like, fucking javelin throw his ski pole to him. Uh huh. And she doesn't make it. I don't understand what he was going to do with the pole. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know if he was going to try and use it as a weapon. He maybe? uses it to try to slide down the mountain. Because when he gets cause when he gets to the cart, he's able to get to the ladder, uh, like the main pole ladder. Um, and he has like one of his skis with him. And then, of course, when he gets to the bottom, oh, he gets attacked okay. by one of the wolves. He's able to fight it off. A few of them come. She throws the other one. He's able to get to it. And then he sits on both of the skis and, like, pushes himself forward after he's able to get gotcha. the wolves off and, like, slide down the mountain to try to go get help. But gotcha. we see the wolves I never understood why. Him. Yeah. I never understood why he wanted the pole. That's why I was like, why is he having her javelin throw this fucking thing across? Yeah. And again, he slides on the mountain, and we're like, okay, either he makes it or he doesn't. But we see the wolves start to chase after him, so we're only to assume that he probably will die. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how fast the average wolf can run, but it's surely faster than I can. Then I can ski. And they're, like, right behind yeah. him, so it just doesn't look very good for him as he slides down the mountain. I'm about to Google how fast a wolf can run. Yeah, do that. And then, yeah, so she's... The inner- oh, my God. What? Wolves can run 31 to 37 miles per hour. That's very fast. That's more than you can drive in a school zone. Oh, scary. So, yeah, I would, no chance. No chance in hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I would also 
just give up at that point. But he just zooms off and it's over for him. Um, Parker's there left alone. She wakes up the next morning um, again by herself. Her wound on her face, the frozen like open wound is worse and it's disgusting. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, the body horror at least is, you know, very solid in this thing because she even starts to like pick at it and it's just really, really gross. And she keeps leaning against the metal when she's falling asleep. And I I understand you can't control like how you're laying, but I'd be so afraid my face would freeze to the pole. True. And, uh, but you know, in this moment when she wakes up, she does. Uh, you know, she has no other choice but to try to jump off. So while she's trying to jump off, you know, it's already loose as we saw the day before. So luckily for her, I mean, kind of like what you were probably hoping would happen. The cart snaps, but the cable is able to hang on for a little bit. So it just gets her closer to the ground. Um, so mm-hmm. by the time it does snap and she does fall to the ground, it's not bad enough to where she like breaks her legs or anything. Right. That's what I was aiming for in the beginning. Yeah, that was what you were hoping for. I mean, I was kind of tr- hoping to use it as like a cage. <laughs> True. And when it does hit the ground, it doesn't shatter because what happens is it does fall and it hits her leg and then traps her right. underneath it. And so it didn't shatter. So my theory of it, like shattering into a million pieces, wasn't accurate either. But maybe her added weight on top of it maybe would have made it worse. Um, but free falling. Maybe. Uh, surely okay. mine. <laughs> <laughs> But she gets out and she starts crawling, you know, and she's making her way through the fucking forest. And then she's kind of. Did it like snap her leg? Is that the assumption? It's like it hurt her, yeah, in a way, because she's like limping and crawling the rest of the way. Mm. And as she gets into the forest, she notices obviously Joe's dead body, blood everywhere. (laughs) His pieces. His pieces left of his body, and a wolf standing there staring at her menacingly. Mm-hmm. But the wolf like turns and walks away. She like cries and stares at it, and then they've just, had two. It walks away. <laughs> they've had two humans in the past forty-eight hours, so <laughs> maybe they sensed her think, uh, her sadness or something. I think they might just be full from eating two separate <laughs> humans. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, I'll go with that. Also, what's so fucking funny <laughs> to me is her like fucking belly flopping and just sliding down this mountain on her stomach. It's very funny to me. Would you rather scoot on your ass? It just looks funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, uh. It just looks so funny yeah. to me, yeah. But she does get to the very bottom, and, you know, she's again crawling on her stomach. So dramatic. I get her foot or ankle or whatever's in pain. But she just mm-hmm. is doing the most, you know. But, again, I was asking for camp earlier. So, if anything, her crawling through the snow like this is as over-the-top and campy as it gets. Right. You can put in clips of Anna Ferris like, crying over it, and it would be so funny. Oh, my God. Imagine. <laughs> uh, and it's recently her birthday. So happy birthday, Anna Ferris. <laughs> Cute. When she makes it to the road and she's like lying there, I thought we were going to get an ending where a truck came and like just ran over and her head just popped. Just ran her over. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for that. That would be that would be the most ridiculous ending. Hey, it like iconic. The truck just didn't see her. It had to be. If we got that, I want it to be a snowplow. Yeah, it would have been iconic. Either way, no matter what type of vehicle, it would have been great. It, oh, yeah, for sure. It could sure. have been a I bicycle, just... and I would have been living for it. Oh, my God. But she does. She gets picked up by this person. Um, they grab her from the uh, from the road. They throw her into the fucking car. They drive off, and the movie ends with her in this car safe and sound with frostbite. Right. And that's the end. Also. Do you think she's going to lose her mind? any limbs, any fingers? Any At least a few fingers. Do you fingers, think she's going to lose anything? Maybe the hand. Because I feel like when you pull off the skin on her hand, like, 
you're more susceptible to like frostbite on that wound. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. My thought process there as well. So that was my thought. And then like I've never seen what happens to like frostbite after like after you heal from frostbite, like on her face. Mm-hmm. Like does it is it scar? Does it You know what I mean? Like I don't know what frostbite looks like. Me either. Works. Like I don't know the I don't know how it works. I don't know how the effects are. So Imagine if it was a scar, like a pretty noticeable scar, and for the rest of your fucking life, you have to explain how you're a survivor, <laughs> that you had to watch your boyfriend and his friend get eaten by wolves. It's a hard story to retell, obviously. It'll take years of therapy, probably, for her to work through that, because it really is a very traumatic thing to go through, for sure. You know she moved somewhere so the sunniest place on earth. Oh, for sure. She probably Florida, lives here in Vegas. Vegas, oh. yeah. Something like that, yeah. for sure. California, Vegas, uh, Los Angeles. Somewhere where she'll never have to worry about it snowing. Right. For sure. I mean, it's only it's not here That's Vegas what I a would few do. times, but. That's fully what I would do. I would move any somewhere that there's no inkling of winter. I would close. I would move as close to the equator as I could. Yeah, somebody would be like, do you want to go skiing? And I would have a full Vietnam breakdown. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, it would only make sense going through something like this. Um, And again, I I don't think the movie's, you know, bad. I think everything's okay. You know, I think the acting's fine. I think there's um, obviously the practical practical effects and the gore. um, That's all great. It's just like, I just don't, I don't, I don't. I don't like this movie. You know, it's just one of those movies where I just don't see myself really coming back to it. I think it's okay. I just, I just didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, I probably won't revisit it. Um, even it, there's, it's not something that you, I feel like you would like show to somebody. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have somebody, I wouldn't have somebody like sit down and watch it. I would be like, pull up youtube and like pull up the this wolf scene yeah like i would show look how stupid these people are you don't have to watch another hour and 20 minutes of them being stupid just watch this one scene that's kind of you know crazy watching him die slowly like that or hearing him die slowly at least but beyond that like don't suffer through the rest of this movie it's just so boring you know how youtube or not youtube sorry you know how um tiktok will ew ew to be Sorry, the movie just ended and it recommended Jeepers Creepers. So get the fuck out of here. Oops. Um, I'm trying to exit out as fast as I can. You're not getting my money. Not my support. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know how TikTok has those things where they show like the most interesting part of a movie on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, oh my God, what movie is this? I have to watch it. Like, that's what this feels like. Like, you showed the best part of the movie on TikTok, and then I got trapped into the rest of this. Exactly. Like, it just doesn't, it's just not a movie that's, like, enjoyable to sit through. You know, it has its moments, but, like, the stuff that's in between those moments is just so boring, so. I don't think it's awful. Um, I think it's not a must-watch. It's, I don't know. Well, for coming to Winter Time Horror, would you recommend this ever? Um, if the internet is down and you for some reason have this on DVD, then I feel like it's passable. I don't think I could subject somebody to watching this. <laughs> I could. I surely could not. I feel like they would I feel like they would judge me. Um, but I feel like 
Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie I'm ATM? Not... No. Um, it would also probably fall within the category of this month because the snow has fallen in that movie. So I, I maybe who knows? And Patreon, we'll have to talk to our Patreon members. Um, but it kind of gives me vibes of that movie in which the characters are just kind of like. And I'm not the type of person that like wants to have like a character ruin a movie for me. But mm-hmm. like the character sometimes they like, definitely can just be so boring that it kind of just takes away from anything else enjoyable happening. So it just gives me those same vibes as ATM. This movie feels very early 2000s to me. Mm, okay. Yeah, it doesn't feel like uh, the 2010s like vibe cuz I feel like a lot of good movies came out of the 2010s. Um I don't know. It it doesn't feel of its time. The practical horror is good. I'm probably not going to recommend it to anybody except for like maybe that scene. But also in order to see that scene, you don't have to sit through the whole thing. So I'd give it like a two. Okay, work. I honestly wholeheartedly agree with that. I also give it a two. That was going to be my rating from the jump. Um, So I'm not going to beat around the bush. I also agree with two. I think this premise or this whole like plot would probably coming off of last month especially would fit really great into some type of anthology movie like maybe some type of horror winter time or maybe some type of like winter time horror christmas horror anthology or something like something quick and easy because this feels like it's hard to like pad between the interesting moments it feels like a good like urban legend like a, a story to scare the kids type of vibe um, but I didn't need a whole hour and a half of it. Yeah. When we're just like getting a lot of dialogue from Sean Ashmore and he's beautiful and he's great. But like when we're just having to hear about this like deep love story that he had with somebody like. I want to have curly headed babies with him, but I don't want to hear him talk, you know. I'm bored. Yeah, like it's boring. That's not something interesting. The writing is lacking a little bit between, again, the interesting moments. So, yeah, I think a two is a very fair rating for this movie. Yeah. Work. So. I can't wait for the rest of the beginning of Winter Time Horror. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait for the next movie. I feel like we, it's a slow start. I feel like we have other good stuff on the roster this month for sure oh my god yeah we have some great movies this month guys so don't worry i mean if you like this movie i'm sorry for my opinion i guess but um i'm not it was just not the tea for me and i wouldn't recommend it so stormy let's go different strokes for different folks exactly let's gonna wrap it up for this week where can everybody find us you can find us on twitter and instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod you can stream us pretty much everywhere, including Google Pod. Wow, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. You can email us at slashherpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon for some extra bonus episodes and hopefully more content coming soon. Uh, do you want to give our patrons a shout out? Yes, everybody again, go ahead and support us on Patreon. We would really appreciate it um, for bonus episodes and bonus content and so on and so forth. So, of course, at our... Um, Opening kill tier, we have a nightmare on Fear Street. And in our final girl tier, we have Yvette R, Annie C, Patient C, Michael D, and Sarah G. 
Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much again for kicking off the month with us. Um, and we'll see you next week. Stay spooky, everybody. Stay spooky, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.